Good morning, good morning. It is Michigan Business Talk. My name is Mike Doctor. Uh, it's great to see you. Uh, thank you for joining us. And um, it's season two, episode two on Michigan Business Talk, where we're going to talk about the rebuild today. And I'm excited about it. And the reason I'm excited about it is I know that a lot of people are in this situation and a lot of people have to do, you know, some things that they didn't think they would have to do earlier this year. And uh, I mean, I know a lot of people personally who have, um, you know, lost jobs. They've uh, they've been furloughed and or their business has just slowed down to the point where they unfortunately have had to uh, no longer, um, you know, their services are no longer needed. And, and it sucks. And it's really unfortunate. And it's one of the hardest times. And I know a lot of us business owners here in Michigan experience that. And I know a lot of people who worked in really great corporate jobs who have experienced that this year. And honestly, by all accounts, their personal performance, they didn't deserve it right? They didn't deserve it. They were working hard. They were doing what they needed to do. Um, you know, a lot of sales is like the worst possible thing in the world right now. And it's, it's really difficult. And so I can completely understand, uh, where people are coming from when they're frustrated and they're difficult, uh, you know, they're frustrated with the difficulties that they're facing and they're sad and, and they don't really know what to do. And they feel a little bit hopeless. They feel a little bit, I had to try to explain it to my daughter this morning because she asked me, she saw me setting all the equipment up and um, she asked me, what are, you or, you know, what are you talking about today? Or are you making a podcast or a YouTube video? And I told her, yeah. And I said, well, are you going to watch it? And she goes, well, what's it about? So now I got to explain to my 11-year-old what I'm going to be talking about with mental health and different things like that. And so I just kind of explained it to her. I said, hey, you ever get that feeling where you're just like not happy and you're not sad and you don't know why and you just feel kind of blah or empty and you don't really want to do anything? And she said, yeah, I said, well, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about is just that that space right there that's really hard to get through. And some people right now are caught in that space and they can't get out of it. And so that enticed her enough to say that she was not going to listen to the podcast at 11 years old. She was not interested in that type of stuff. So um, that's OK. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. She's an awesome little girl and uh, I'm super proud of her. So anyway today's um topic first of all i'm a day late and so i apologize for that but i don't really my wife had the day off yesterday and so we were working on some stuff for the rustic mitten we were doing a lot of stuff running and gunning just spending some time together and so um that's why i didn't record yesterday so sorry not sorry uh it is thursday it's a day late i am going to do my best to do every other wednesday and um yeah so that just sort of came up the way that it did so um, I apologize for that, but thank you again for listening. Thank you for your patience. Um, today, episode two, we're going to talk about ego and, you know, I, I'm going to share some thoughts, but really ultimately what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a passage from the book, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And I would strongly recommend if you have not read this book, as well as the counterpart, the obstacles, the way that you, you do it, you totally do it. It's a hundred percent worth it. Uh, it's an amazing book, and it'll help you right now. Um, you know, right now is a time to 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 get some mental strength. And uh, Ryan Holiday is fantastic at communicating what is known as sort of a stoic belief system, and the idea that uh, you know you can sort of ebb and flow through this. and And he talks about a lot of different writings um, from Marcus Aurelius and uh, you know different uh, Stoics throughout history, and incorporates them into this type of stuff. So. We're going to read from a passage here, but I think I want to set it up a little bit. Um, you know, I think that a lot of us, 
A lot of us struggle with the ego trip when something goes wrong, right? When you've staked your claim on something and you've decided, hey, this is going to be my thing. This is what I'm going to do. Everybody knows it. And a day like today, you can't get, you can't do anything without anybody knowing it. It's social media. It's everywhere, right? You can't, and, and, and that's just sort of the culture we've come into. And, um, you know, you can't really get through um, any type of career move, or especially with LinkedIn. Oh, my goodness. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the biggest ego killer, I feel, for career professionals that ever existed. I love it. I think it's a lot of, a lot of good stuff on there. I enjoy perusing. It's one of the apps, obviously, that I open and I use. Um, but I'll tell you, for career professionals, if you want a good way to destroy your self-esteem, go on LinkedIn, right? It's not Instagram anymore. It's LinkedIn. Instagram, it's like, okay, whatever. You know, that flash in the pan type of stuff. And these kids, you know, hopefully they invested in GameStop four days ago. And hopefully they didn't, don't get smashed in the next two days when it goes back down. And they've made all their Instagram money and they've turned it over and now they can buy an island. Whatever, that's fine. A lot of us don't have that opportunity. We're on LinkedIn living our professional lives and then we see all these awards and all this other stuff and all this nonsense, all this, it's not pay for play, but it's kind of pay for play, right? All of these affiliations, all of these professional things. And we get so self-conscious about all this shit we got to do and then we get laid off and then we have to mark that box or change that thing and then, you know, change careers or change whatever or start to like on new stuff or start, start to search for jobs on there and, you know, realize that we have mutual connections who work there. And then you start calling in favors and you start doing all this other stuff. And it's, it, it's just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Finding a job right now is exhausting. Making a career move right now is exhausting. And everybody's doing it. Everybody's coming out with all this stuff. And, and it just, it wears on you. And it wears on you mentally. And then you got to start having conversations, not only with other people about what's going on, but also with yourself right? Also with yourself, also with you who's decided, you know, you, you haven't just told everybody else this was your identity that just came crashing down. You've told yourself for the last however many years, whether you built something independently or where your career was, that this is your identity. And, and now it's gone and it's been stripped from you and the rug's been pulled out from under you. And, and again, it, you might have just been a casualty of war, right? A stray bullet, an errant bullet. And that's just how it goes in business sometimes, but it doesn't make it any easier, right? It doesn't make it any easier. And so what I want to do with this series, with this rebuild series, is I really, really, really want to give you guys some tools and really want to share some of our story and what we've had to go through and some of the things that we've struggled with and also some of the things that helped us overcome this because, um, you know, I and I talked with... Uh, a good friend of mine and, and uh, a former guest on the, on the show, Blaine Fyan, uh, yesterday, we were texting back and forth, and some of you saw the post I made about the rustic mitten and the growth that we're having, and he was curious a little bit more about that, and so we were just chatting on that. And, um, you know, I explained it a lot, like I explained a lot of stuff in Aikido terms, and just thinking back, because it's the language that he taught me, you know, it's circles, right? Sometimes you're at the top, right? Sometimes you're up in heaven, right? And sometimes you come straight down to earth, and sometimes you hit hard, right? And, and when you hit hard, what it's about is landing in a way that prevents you from, from, uh, from receiving some sort of crippling in injury, right? It's, it's knowing and understanding your environment, your circumstance, what's going on, 
knowing and understanding you, knowing and understanding your body, knowing and understanding your brain, right? Knowing and understanding what it is that you have to do to land softly, right? And then use the momentum to get back up on the upswing and use the inertia to get back up on the upswing, okay? And a lot of us right now, we're at that earth point, right? We're at that earth point where we just, we got smashed and bam, we got hit hard, we got hit hard, right? And so now it's about using that inertia and getting back up, using the energy that's already in motion. Something's in motion. Something's in motion, right? And if it's not in motion, it's because you're stuck in that space that I was trying to explain to my daughter, right? And that's where, that's where you run into the paralyzing, crippling stillness that you have to deal with and you have to get inside your brain and your ego starts talking and you start talking to yourself and you start talking about all this nonsense that you perceive to be true whether it is or not because there's only one capital T truth and so you got to be careful with the stories that you're telling yourself okay so I've been 10 minutes into this I try to keep these to 20 so I'm going to read for you now and then we're going to wrap it up, all right? I need some water, so forgive me for this. All right, here we go. Ego is the enemy. Pretend it's story time. Pretend it's, uh, you know, fifth grade or whatever, and curl up on the carpet with a blanket, right? We're going to read, uh, again, Ego is the enemy, Ryan Holiday, a passage from, uh, actually a full chapter, um, from uh, a chapter called Fight Club Moments, and it's in the third section of this book, um, kind of in the section that talks about when everything goes wrong, you know, uh, the failure part of it where a lot of us are at. So you're going to want to grab this whole book, right? You're going to want to grab it. So Fight Club Moments. There's hardly the space to list all the successful people who have hit rock bottom. The notion that everyone expresses jarring perspective-altering moments is almost a cliche. It doesn't mean it isn't true. J.K. Rowling, uh, Rowling finds herself seven years after college with a failed marriage, no job, single parent, kids she can barely feed, and approaching homelessness. A teenage Charlie Parker, who is a jazz musician, thinks, he's uh, thinks he is tearing it up on stage, right in the pocket with the rest of the crew, until Joe Jones throws a cymbal at him and chases him away in humiliation. A young Lyndon Johnson is beaten to a pulp by a hill country farm boy over a girl finally shattering his picture of himself as cock of the walk. There are many ways to hit rock bottom. Almost everyone does it in their own way at some point. In the novel Fight Club, the character Jack's apartment is blown up. All of his possessions, quote, every stick of furniture which he pathetically loved were lost. Later, it turns that Jack blew it up himself. He had multiple personalities, and Tyler Durden orchestrated the explosion to shock Jack from the sad stupor he was afraid to do anything about. The result was a journey into an entirely different and rather dark part of his life. In Greek mythology, characters often experience catabasis, or a going down. They're forced to retreat. They experience a depression, or in some cases, literally descend into the other world underworld, excuse me, literally descend into the underworld. When they emerge, it's worth heightened, it's worth, yeah. See, I haven't read in a while. 
two, uh, uh, two people out loud, so it's been a little bit, so forgive me, all right? So when they emerge, um, it's, worth, it's with heightened knowledge and understanding. Today, we'd call that hell, and on occasion, we all spend some time there. We surround ourselves with bullshit, with distractions, with lies about what make us happy and what's important. We become people we shouldn't become and engage in destructive, awful behaviors. This unhealthy and ego-derived state hardens and becomes almost permanent until catabasis forces us to face it. Duris Dura Frang Frangentur, which is Latin, and I haven't spoken Latin since about ninth grade. Uh, hard things are broken by hard things, right? Duris Dura, durability, right? Um, Frangentur. I don't know where, maybe fragmented, right? Is probably where, uh, where what word comes from that. So tough things, hard things are broken by other hard things or fragmented by other hard things, right? The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. It would be nice if it didn't have to be that way. We could nicely be nudged to our correct ways. If a quiet admonishment was all it took to shoo away illusions, if we could manage to circumvent ego on our own. But it's just not so. The Reverend William A. Sutton observed some 120 years ago that we cannot be humble except by enduring humiliations. Amazing that that word comes from that, huh? How much better would it be to spare ourselves the, these experiences? But sometimes it's the only way the blind can be made to see. In fact, many life changes come from moments in which we are thoroughly demolished in which everything we thought we knew about the world is rendered false. We might call these fight club moments. Sometimes they are self-inflicted. Sometimes they are inflicted on us. But whatever the cause, they can be catalysts for change, uh, for changes we were petrified to make. Pick a time in your life. Perhaps it's a moment you're experiencing right now. A boss's inviscerating critique of you in front of the entire staff. We've all had that that sit down with the person you've loved, the Google alert that delivered the article you hoped you'd never be, would never be written, the call from the creditor, the news that threw you back in your chair, speechless and dumbfounded. It was these mo moments when the break exposes something unseen before, that you were forced to make eye contact with a thing called tap capital T truth. No longer can you hide or pretend. Such a, moment rises, uh, such a moment raises many questions. How do I make sense of this? How do I move onward and upward? Is this the bottom or is there more to come? Holy crap, how many people have thought that in the last however many months, right? Someone told me my problems, so how do I fix them? How, do I, how did I let this happen? How can it never happen again? A look at history finds that these events seem to be defined by three traits. They almost always came at the hands of some outside force or person, black swan events, right, COVID, whatever it might be. They often involved things we already knew about ourselves but were too scared to admit. That's what happens when you have to sit and quarantine and look at yourself in the mirror all day, right? From the ruin came the opportunity for great progress and improvement. I guarantee you that's a possibility if you can apply yourself and take some of these things moving forward. This is me, Mike Doctor, talking now, not reading, going back to reading. Does everyone take advantage of that opportunity? Of course not. Ego often causes the crash and then blocks us from improving. When the 2008 financial crisis, was the 2008 financial crisis not a moment in which everything was laid bare for many people? 
the lack of accountability, the over-leveraged lifestyles, the greed, the dishonesty, the trends that could not possibly continue. For some, this was a wake-up call. Others, just a few years later, are back exactly where they were, right? Take note, there's things like that happening right now, right? For them, it will be worse next time, or this time, or when GameStop crashes, <laughs> okay? Hemingway had, this own rock, Hemingway had his own rock-bottom realizations as a young man. The understanding he took from, from them is expressed timelessly in his book, A Farewell to Arms. I love Hemingway. Totally read him too, please. Here we go, reading the book again. He wrote, the world breaks everyone and after... He wrote, Hemingway right now, the world breaks everyone and afterward there are many strong and at the... Many are strong at the broken places, but those that will not break, it kills. Okay, so I'm going to read that again. This is what Hemingway said in A Farewell to Arms. The world breaks every one, and afterward many are strong at the broken places, but those that will not break, it kills. If you refuse to break, if you refuse to humble yourself, you're going to be destroyed. That's what he's saying there. Okay, The world can show you the truth, but no one can force you to accept it. In 12-step groups, almost all of the steps are about surpassing the ego and clearing out the entitlements and baggage and wreckage that has been accumulated so that you might see what's left when all of that is stripped away and the real you is left. It's always so tempting to turn that old friend denial, which is your ego refusing to believe what you don't like and, couldn't be tr or and could be true, Right? That's, okay. I'm going to read that sentence again. It's always so tempting to turn to that old friend denial, which is your ego refusing to believe what, that what you don't like could be true. Psychologists often say that threatened egotism is one of the most dangerous forces on earth. The gang member whose honor was, has been impunged, the narcissist who is rejected, the bully who is made to feel shame, the imposter who is exposed, the plagiarist or the embellisher whose story stops adding up. These are not people you want to be near when they are conquered uh, or cornered, nor is it a corner you want to back yourself into. That's where you get, how can these people talk to me this way? Who do they think they are? I'll make them all pay. Sometimes because we can't face what's been said or what's been done, we do the unthinkable in response to the unbearable. We escalate. This is ego in its purest and most toxic form. Look at Lance Armstrong. He cheated, but so did a lot of other people. It was when cheating, it was when this cheating was made public and he was forced to see, if only for a second, that he was a cheater, that the things got really bad. He insisted on denying it despite all the evidence. He insisted on ruining other people's lives. We're so afraid to lose our own esteem, or God forbid, the esteem of others, that we contemplate doing terrible things. Everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed, reads John 3.20 from the Bible. I believe that was Jesus who said that. Big and small, this is what we do. Getting hit with that spotlight doesn't feel good, whether we're talking the exposure of ordinary self-deception or true evil but the turning away only delays the reckoning. For how long, no one can say. Face the symptoms, cure the disease. Ego makes it so, so hard. It's easier to delay, to double down, to deliberately avoid the changing we need to make in our lives. But change begins by hearing the criticism and the words of the people around you, even if those words are mean-spirited, angry, or hurtful. It means weighing them. 
discarding the ones that don't matter and reflecting on the ones that do. In Fight Club, the character has to firebomb his own apartment to finally break through. Our exceptions and exaggerations and lack of restraint made such moments inevitable, enduring that it would be painful, or excuse me, ensuing that it would be painful. Now it's here. What will you make of it? You can change or you can deny. Vince Lombardi said this once, a team, like men, must be brought to its knees before it can rise again. So yes, hitting bottom is, a, is as brutal as it sounds. But the feeling after, it is one of the most powerful perspectives in the world. President Obama described it as he neared the end of his tumultuous trying terms. I've been in the barrel tumbling down the Niagara Falls, and I emerged, and I lived, and that's such a liberating feeling. If we could help it, it would be better if we never suffered illusions at all. It'd be better if we never had to kneel or go over the edge. That's what we've spent so much time talking about so far in this book. If the fight is lost, we end up here. In the end, the only way you can appreciate your progress is to stand on the edge of the hole you dug for yourself, look down inside it, and smile fondly at the bloody claw prints that marked your journey up the walls. That's a passage, again, from Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. I apologize for stumbling a little bit in the middle of it. Um, we're at about 21 minutes, guys. I strongly recommend you read that book. Ego is one of the most damaging things in the world. And I struggle with it every day. A lot of people struggle with it every day. And it can either prevent you from doing something great, um, it can hurt a lot of people in the process of doing something great, or it can devastate you when you tie up your entire identity into something that doesn't matter, something that's fallible, something that your ego tells you you need to tie up your identity in because other people will accept you. And it's just not worth it, guys. It's just not worth it, okay? It's just not worth it. So if I can leave you with one thing today, grab that book, Ego is the Enemy, um, read on that. If you like it, pick up his next one by Ryan Holiday um, called The Obstacles the Way. It's absolutely fantastic. And uh, both of those books will help you guys right now. I strongly believe that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you like this, guys, please do me a solid. I mentioned there's no sponsors. I don't make any money for this. One of the reasons why um, I had to focus again yesterday on doing things that are going to produce us a return directly, okay? So the only thing that I ask for you guys, okay, since this is all completely free and all this content is completely free and I really want you guys to have great information and be able to move forward in 2021 with good stuff that you can take forward. And, and a lot of you are in a tough spot right now and you can't pay for all these programs and all this coaching and all this other stuff, which are great programs. There's nothing wrong with it. I have a lot of friends who are professional coaches and all of them are worth it. I got one, that, um, uh, a person I just met who's coming on the podcast in March uh, who is a professional coach and, uh, here in Michigan. And so, um, you know, I, I'm, excited about, uh, I'm excited about professional coaching. I believe in personal development, but right now you need resources that can help you for free so you can start to get on the right track, so you can start to rebuild, and that's what this is for. So um, if you like this, if you, this has helped you in any way, definitely go grab the book. I'm not a referral person, so I don't make any money on that. I don't care. Do it, don't do it. I think it'll help you. But please like and share this podcast. Please like it on YouTube. Please follow on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, um, go to Apple. Give us a review. 
um, you know, like it there, uh, download the audio, and, um, and just make sure uh, that you continue to follow because we're going to continue to give you good stuff. And share it with somebody who you think it can help. Um, and, uh, and we're excited to continue bringing you great content. So thank you guys so much. I'm sorry it's a day late, uh, but not really sorry. Uh, Michigan Business Talk again. My name is Mike Doctor. It's a beautiful day, uh, Thursday here in Michigan, and uh, I'm going to get some stuff done, and then I'm going to do some snowboarding later this afternoon. So I'm stoked about that. So we'll see you guys later. Have a great day, and thank you again for watching and listening or however you are consuming this.